Me and my mother used to live in this fairly big apartment. I was 12 years old at the time. From the day we moved in, I noticed something was off about the house. All of our plants started dying. Our dogs would frequently bark at nothing, which they never did before. And just in general, this uneasy feeling, like you were being watched or weren't safe. We tried to shrug it off as we had a very tough time finding a place to live, and it was a beautiful apartment. I would often be home alone, as my mom is a single mother and worked a lot growing up to provide for us. I would never stay upstairs when I was alone, even though my room was there. I was utterly petrified to be there alone and had this feeling that something could happen to me. Whenever I would try to sleep, I felt as if something were watching me through my window. One day, I was vacuuming the house while I was alone, not thinking about much, when suddenly I heard a laugh right behind me, like so close I could feel a warmth on my neck. <laughs> it was a very menacing, creepy laugh, like you might imagine it to be. I immediately turned around and saw nothing. I turned the vacuum off, but I heard nothing. I felt so unsafe, but my mom was pretty strict, and I knew she would be mad if the house wasn't clean, so I kept vacuuming. As soon as I started cleaning again, the laugh crept up behind me again, plus the warmth on my neck. <laughs> I truly felt as if my life were in danger. I turned the vacuum off and I turned around to yet again find nothing behind me. My stomach turned. I started crying and ran to the kitchen to get a knife to defend myself. I ended up staying crouched behind the counters, crying until my mom got home. I don't know how long that was, but it felt like forever. We ended up moving shortly after because of several issues we were having. We were never happy in that apartment. It was just an awful energy. One of my mom's close friends is a psychic, and I've known her since I was very little. We hadn't told her anything that we felt in that place. On the day that we were moving, she came to help us clean up the place. The first thing she said when she walked into the apartment was, A man died in here. He hung himself upstairs. I was driving with my mom, and it was a beautiful sunny day. Not one drop of rain, not one gust of wind. Simply perfect. While driving, we went under a bridge that we drive through every day in order to get home. Once we were under the bridge, it started snowing heavily, like really heavily. There were huge chunks of snowflakes flying at us. That wouldn't be weird in itself, as we live in a place that can snow quite heavily. However, this only lasted for the two seconds that we were under the bridge. Then, it was beautiful weather again, as soon as we came out. We both said what the hell and confirmed that we saw the same thing. Not exactly creepy, but it kind of shocked me for a bit. When I was around 13 or 14 years old, I had a dream that me and my mom were in Holland in a hotel to see my stepdad's daughter. When they were checking into the hotel, I saw my mom, 
but in the dream, I couldn't see my stepdad, John. From the back, it looked like him, but when he turned around, it was someone else, and that's when I woke up. A couple of weeks later, my mom and stepdad, John, went to Holland to see his two daughters, so we checked into the hotel. Bear in mind, I told no one about the dream, because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. We were checking into the hotel, and where I was standing, I saw everyone, and everyone was the same from my dream. I thought I saw John, my stepdad, but it wasn't him, and when the guy turned around, it was the same man from my dream. I got the biggest chills up and down my body. It has to be the weirdest and most surreal feeling of my life. And that's how my dream turned into reality. I've driven solo from California to Massachusetts twice, and from Massachusetts to California once. It's always an adventure to recall the amazing journey, especially where I stay as sleeping is very important. In 2016, I left Southern California via the 15 freeway after spending time near Big Sur and made it and slept at a rest stop near St. George, Utah. Day two, I cleared Colorado and near Eastern Colorado, entering into the Nebraska border. I noticed something interesting. In this region, it's all flat and for 30 to possibly 50 or so miles, in the distance off the 76 highway in Colorado into Route 80 in Nebraska, there are these endless sets of high-tension wires with red lights, only visible at night. I've never seen anything like it, but I'm sure many people know what I'm talking about. So I slept near North Platte at a 24-hour McDonald's parking lot that night. Day three, I made it to Indiana and slept at a rest stop there and made it to Massachusetts around 2 a.m. the next night. Driving from California to Massachusetts the second time was last summer, and I took over a week and stayed at motels each night. But the weird thing is what happened on my trip back to California last summer. So I had to drive directly through and make it a fast trip. Night one was a rest stop in Ohio. Night two, I made it to Omaha, Nebraska and slept at another rest stop. When I left Nebraska, it was about 8 a.m. the next morning, and since there was a snowstorm in Colorado last August 2020, I decided to stay on Route 80 and cross Wyoming instead. I crossed the Wyoming border around 8 to 9 p.m. after clearing Nebraska. What's completely strange is maybe an hour or so into Wyoming, on Route 80 at night, I notice a similar 30 to 50 mile stretch of high tension wires with red lights, like I saw four years earlier, really looking like radar towers or something. I can pretty much recall all events in my life in general with great specificity. However, I can't explain this night because the only thing I recall is driving west, noticing these strange endless towers for maybe half an hour and thinking how I've seen them before. But my next conscious memory is it being 8 a.m. the next morning, and me driving into the Salt Lake City area. I totally lost the night. It was just as if I was driving, looking at these towers and lights, and in the blink of an eye, it's the next morning and I'm driving in Utah in daylight. 
I didn't notice this glitch at the time. I didn't sleep at all in Wyoming or Utah, as I would recall the exact lot and surroundings of my sleeping area. A time glitch of some kind is the only thing I can think of, and maybe these weird towers have something to do with it. I have no memory of stopping to sleep whatsoever in Wyoming or near Utah. The time from about 10 or 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. the next morning is completely void in my mind. It's like I just jumped time or something. The next time I slept was when I crossed into Southern California at a rest stop off the 15. At this time, as I entered into California, I didn't realize the time glitch occurred. It wasn't until about two days after I arrived back in the Los Angeles area, after I rested and recollected my trip, that I realized about night three and the missing time. The other weird thing is I rarely pulled all-nighters anymore, so even if I did on night three, I would clearly know that, and known at the time, especially driving across the country. Like, whoa, I've been up for 24 hours and haven't slept, which I definitely did not do. Plus, I would not even make this trip without sleeping, nor would I want to. It's just a super strange time loss, and I'm wondering if the weird towers and lights off the interstates have something to do with it. I didn't live with my parents for a few years as a kid, and when I moved back in with them, they were living in this beautiful stone house, tucked into a little pocket of trees, hidden from the main roads and isolated from traffic noise. We called it the Rock House and it was the first place my parents really wanted to settle down at, and they would talk a lot about how much they loved it and wanted to grow old there. Before I even moved in, though, the garage had collapsed and kept slowly collapsing over time. But it was an old house. We didn't really need the garage, and we didn't have much money at the time, so they weren't too pressed about it, and we were just planning to rebuild it later. Now, there was one immediate thing about this house. It had a huge cellar with a trap door on the back porch that you couldn't pay me millions to go into. It was an empty, dirty, high-ceilinged concrete space with nothing special about it, but nobody in my family ever went down there. It freaked all of us out a little, and when they showed it to me the first time, my family told me the house was haunted. I believe in ghosts and all, but I wasn't super concerned. I think lots of houses are probably a little bit haunted, and the things that they described all sounded pretty tame, except for the things that happened to my sister. And while I did believe her, I also knew that my sister always had this thing where ghosts liked her, or at least liked to tease her. She had tons of experiences, like her hair or clothes being tugged when nobody was there or having animals behave as if someone was behind her. Minor things, but they seemed semi-constant. In this case, though, she said that she'd seen a ghost in the rock house, and that he was an old man, who she only saw once, but often felt the presence. He apparently liked to sit in her room and watch her while she slept, which, yeah, that's uncomfortable, but she just kept reiterating that he never tried to scare her, so she was okay with him. She's very pretty, so I definitely felt a little bit like he was being a pervert, 
but he didn't sound malicious, so it was just creepy. Probably the first time I had anything specific happen was when I had my best friend over. I told him everything about the place, so we were kind of goofing about it and screwing around with one of those free EMF reader apps. He's the skeptical type, and I assumed all those apps just used some form of algorithm or guesswork, so it was all in jest, and we didn't expect any accuracy. He just wanted to mosey around and make jokes about my haunted house. But as soon as we started walking with the app on, specific things in the house would spike the reading to maximum, and then it would go right back down as soon as we pulled it away. This happened with a couple of furniture items, but particularly the bathroom sink. Note that the sink will come back up again. We were still just playing around, trying to figure out if it was a certain metal or something like that triggering the app. We went outside to see what the reading was for the trap door on the porch. Maximum, of course. And that did freak me out. Both because the cellar already made me feel uneasy, and because, other than the hinges, the trap door was just wooden. My friend was having a blast, though, and after confirming that the area directly above the trap door reliably made it spike, he wanted to go put the phone by my sister. She was a little irritated but put up with it, and while she herself didn't get any spike, if we moved the phone a foot or so away from her, we got something. So we held it still, and for the first time, instead of suddenly spiking, the dial started going up and down slowly. My sister was unfazed because she'd been dealing with stuff like this all her life, but she told us to quit after a second because the feeling she had, like someone was pacing around her chair in tight circles, was getting uncomfortable. I'll repeat that using the app had been a joke, but my friend also admitted that the places it registered were really specific and weird. I'm not exactly afraid of ghosts, but I don't want to bother them, and I don't want them to bother me. I was afraid I had been too flippant on the subject and felt I had been rather pointedly told this. There were also weird incidents with my family member who stayed with us, claiming that she saw other members of the house doing really disturbing things they shouldn't do. For example, saying that she saw my younger brother standing on the couch, looking into her curtained-off room while she got dressed, that she shouted, saw him jump down and heard the thump when he hit the floor, but he wasn't there anymore when she opened up the curtain. She really thought that he had done this, even though he was only 12, and was also vocally interested in boys. Even worse, she'd once said that she'd seen my dad going into my sister's room late one night, so she got suspicious and watched the door for a long time, but never saw him come out. It was lucky that the timing was the way it was, because that night my mom and dad actually stayed up all night talking, and my mom knew for certain that he had only gotten up once to use the bathroom and then came right back. Both times, when pressed, she said it was technically too dark to be totally sure who she saw, but she said it had to be my brother looking over the curtain because I was too tall to stand on the back of the couch like that without stooping, and it had to be my dad she saw in the hallway because nobody else in the house is as big as he is. 
she wasn't a great person and ended up being kicked out, so we all assumed that she was lying. As it turned out, she was about many things, but looking back on it, she might have been genuinely mistaken. They were definitely weird and risky lies to tell, considering she was trying to stay on her mom's good side, and my little brother is absolutely my mom's baby. She could never believe he did that, especially after he told her earnestly he didn't have any clue what she was talking about. And that's not even to mention definitively that my dad hadn't done anything weird that night. Just feels like if someone was going to lie, they'd at least try to do it well, so I'm not sure. Things just went on until one day my sister and I were at home and our cousin was over as well. My parents were out smoking on the porch, and I was on the phone with another friend, just talking about something while I paced around the kitchen, and the girls were hanging out in the kitchen. I wander weird places sometimes, so I don't know why, but I ambled down the hallway and pushed open the bathroom door and took a step into the room. Before I could turn back around, as there was no reason for me to be in there, I heard the loudest crashing pop sound ring through the bathroom. At first, I thought I had just slammed the door against the wall really hard. I'm autistic, and sudden noises always kind of put me on my ass. So I stood there surprised, and it took me a second to process that the sound was way too loud to be from me, and that I had seen a motion to my left, away from the door. I eventually looked around me, and then just hightailed it straight out of the bathroom. My cousin and sister ran into me on my way out, worried that I'd hurt myself somehow, and I just kind of gestured back at the bathroom and the sink, and they freaked out. The sink we had was one of those cheapish white ones with the tall pillar base, and the basin hooked onto the wall above it. It's hard to describe, but the basin was pulled out of the wall and on the floor, and the base part was in shards under it, like something really heavy had been dropped into the sink right as I stepped inside, and the basin just crushed all the way through the pillar. The pipes weren't damaged, but the whole pillar was in pieces, and the holes that had been holding the basin were fully stripped out of the wall. Of course, they were both like, what did you do? And I swore, and had my friend confirm I'd been on video chat, and he'd seen me step through the door, heard the crash, then saw the pause and me gunning it. Nothing else. No chance for me to have interacted with anything that could have caused that. And the sink basin shouldn't have been heavy enough to break the pillar like that, no matter what I could have done to it, short of sitting in it. So we were all just standing there freaking out when my parents came in, having heard the noise even from outside. At that point, I was both scared as hell from what happened and afraid that my parents would somehow think I'd done it. The thing that really got me, though, was that we explained what happened and my mom was just confused. But my dad just kind of sighed and went, Yep, it's okay. I know it wasn't you. And we had to get the sink fixed, and that was the end of it. He reacted as if someone had told him before he got there. Nobody really wanted to talk about it afterwards, I think because it was the first time we felt like something was actually trying to scare us. I have no idea why that happened, but nothing like it ever happened again, 
and I very strongly hope it stays that way. But, really, unfortunately, the garage was a warning sign, and the house kept collapsing. This was unrelated to the sink, by the way. There's no way structural degradation could have caused that. We had professionals come look at the place, and they confirmed that the foundation wasn't solid, and that we had to move out, because there wasn't any way to fix it, and staying there was dangerous. Apparently, eventually the walls would give out, the ceilings would fall in and break through the floor, and all the debris would fall into the cellar. I haven't seen it in four years now, but when I visit my hometown, I'm absolutely making my boyfriend visit the place with me, if only to see what state of disrepair it's in. It still makes me kind of sad, because we really did love that house. <laughs>